The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Stay tuned. We'll get into the conversation right after these quick ads. Hey, Raindrop, it's the fan favorite, Kate Casey. I'm back. Kate, we just got to get right into it. Thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. You are one of the most requested guests that I have. And I could not do this recap of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion and the whole season as a whole with anyone else but you. Oh my God, that makes me so happy I could cry. <laughs> well, don't cry like Kyle Richards did on the part three True. of Good the point. reunion. So we just got to get right into it. Kate? Yes. I believe everything Lisa Renna said and Erica said about Kathy in the sense of what she said. Listen, unpopular opinion, I do believe that allegedly Kathy allegedly, said the F word, begins with an F, ends with a T. Mm -hmm. I believe she said it. I believe she said it. And this is the crazy part. I think Kathy fans are just going to turn a blind eye. And because they hate Lisa Renna so much, and we'll get into her credibility in a second, because Lisa Renna was a flop this reunion, um, I don't think a lot of people are going to believe otherwise when it comes to Kathy Hilton. Well, it, first, I have to say, if you're hiring an, uh, uh, like a high-powered attorney like Marty Singer, there's got to be something in the water, right? Yes. No one's going to pay that hourly rate and do that much work without there being some, some reason for it. So I'll say that first. And just so my listeners know, Marty Singer is a high-powered um, attorney. He's a litigator. So when celebrities are going through a crisis or a situation, mm -hmm. they hire Marty Singer, who's very tough, and he usually makes things go away, allegedly. But I also think many things can be true at one time. And I think that the reason that people are maybe a little bit more lenient on Kathy is because their her story with Kyle represents so many other people's personal stories. So that is the, that sometimes you're you, you're clouded by your own life experiences when you watch some of these shows. 
That is why I think this season has been so good, is that the layer of the sisters has made this show all the more relatable. Um, that said, I also think that Lisa probably exaggerated other things that happened that night. Yes. So yes. I think all many things could be true at one time. No, I could not agree more. And listen, this is the problem that I have with Lisa Renna. I think Lisa Renna at one point in time was fun to watch, very delicious in her sneaky way of mm -hmm. breaking up stories, you know, alleging um, that people were doing coke in Dorit's bathroom. Agreed. Um, you know, let's talk about the husbands and threw a drink at Kim Richards. Like, it was all interesting and funny to me, right? I think the reason why Lisa Renna had the worst season ever on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is because she was too busy performing like it was a Days of Our Lives reboot on Peacock. Correct. And this is my opinion. I believe she over-exaggerated her feelings about what she witnessed with Kathy. To use the words abuser, um, I didn't feel safe. I, it, I, it was, I was feared for my life. Sure. It's like, it's like, was was Kathy Hilton playing the role of Jason in Halloween? <laughs> like, right. did he, you know what I mean? It was so weird. And although mm -hmm. I believe that there's some things that Lisa said that was true, I think because she was so performative that even as somebody who, again, believes that Lisa Brenna said things that were true about Kathy, the way she reacted to it, I was even over it and wanted Lisa Renna to just shut up. Agreed. I also think that people don't like to see families ripped apart. So even if there are things that Kathy that did say that are true, there, it got to the point of the season where everyone kind of felt like, why would you work so hard to make these two sisters who have already have a troubled relationship make that rift even deeper? So now you've actually become the villain. I'll also say that I think that the audience, to your point of like the, the days of, did you do coke in the bathroom? Those were great. But if you're going to be that kind of person, you have to expect for that to come back at you. You have to rip off a layer of your life. You have to expose yourself. People are going to have to go after you. And I still feel like seasons and seasons later, I really don't know anything about Lisa Renna. No, the only thing I know about Lisa Renna is Harry makes great spaghetti sauce. Mm -hmm. um, that she rents her clothing now that Erica Jane came on the show and all the girls stepped up their fashions. No shade is true. And that she... That's, that's it. That's, that's it. I, I'm at a loss for words. And you're so genius, Kate, in the sense of if you're going to be the messy messenger, you have to at least be messy in giving us the mess in your own fucking life. Correct. And she hasn't done that. And I think that's the problem that people are having with her because she loves to put everyone's business on the table and not show any mess in her life. Because my thing is this. I still need to know what Kim Richards was alluding to mm -hmm. when she said, let's talk about the husbands. Right. And for Lisa Renna to have that reaction, there is something going on mm -hmm. in that household of the Hamlin-Renna. Well, also, the way that she went after Garcelle about 
you know, you don't bring up our children. It was an agreement. Garcelle just referenced something that happened on the television show that they're filming in her book. And Garcelle so generously went out of her way to take it out of an audio book form, take it out of the second print. I mean, that was pretty generous. Probably cost her extra money, by the way. Mm-hmm. And Lisa is just not even, um, she didn't even say thank you for it but the way that she went after about you don't talk about our children too so you can't talk about her husband you can't talk about her children what the hell can you talk about yeah miss let's talk about it you better believe we're going to talk about it if you are going to be somebody messy you have to talk about your own life and as someone who loves Giselle Kobe Bryant from the Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> Giselle also is is suffering through that with the mm-hmm. audience right yep the reason why the audience has this love-hate relationship with Giselle is because she's messy in everyone else's life, but she has a closed door when it comes to her own. Mm -hmm. And Lisa Renna, if you're listening, because I know you are, in order for you to have sustainability on this show, you have to let us in more. And when you tell Andy to put you on pause, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I think Lisa Renna should sit out this next season and be oh, put agreed. on pause. I agree. Um, uh, the way that she was tweeting, like comparing herself to LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, I think that the audience also rejects. I mean, listen, at some c- cellular level, we know that all of them have aspects of narcissism. I mean, that's the only way they can be on a show like that, right? 100%. And, and so when it's so overt, I think it puts such a bad taste in the audience because they almost feel like we're complicit in making this person more of a monster. So when she's waving the carrot in front of us, like I, you know, I, I can walk if I want. I almost suspect it seemed to me like, and tell me if I'm wrong, maybe there was a point where she tried to maybe sell a spinoff show, not a spinoff show, but a, but a show about herself to another network and that maybe those plans fell through, and that's when she kind of came, because it seemed like she was ready to walk away from the housewife show at one minute, and then she kind of like walked her way back. I, I, I felt like there's something else going on off screen where she was like, you guys um, need me more than I need you. And then it was like a week later, she was excited to be part of Real Housewives. So there has to be other stuff going on off camera where they must have said to her, Either you have to expose more about yourself personally or you have to dial back your behavior because something has to change. Yeah, no, I think she got too cocky. I think because she, listen, one thing um, about your podcast, um, Kate, that I love so much is the fact that you also speak to reality producers. And I remember in 2020, you did an interview with Alex Baskin, who is um, a part of Evolution, the production company that produces both OC and Beverly Hills. And Alex, who's a great person, says something so fascinating. He said that the OC women, they put everything on the table Mm -hmm. in terms of their lives, whereas the Beverly Hills women, they don't expose so much. I I bring that up to say this. Lisa Renna felt that I'm the only bitch on this show who is willing to bring stuff up that these ladies refuse to talk about. And I think because she knew she had that going for herself, she felt that she was a needed asset to Beverly Hills because no one else besides Brandi Glanville 
um, was going to do that on that particular franchise. Mm-hmm. And you're right. She thought that she could Chris Jenner herself and have this spinoff with her daughters that, you know, she felt was going to be the next phase of her career. And then she realized that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is all I have. And as much as I love a woman on these Housewives show who likes to, you know, put stuff out there and address things, Denise Richards throwing her under the bus. Um, she, Lisa Renna, is no longer enjoyable to watch. And I think having a season off and coming back the following season may do her some justice. Also, there's too much stuff going on off camera with Instagram accounts and this Patrick Summers guy. It got too dirty. And as I think the audience member wants to feel like, as silly as it may seem, like in their mind, like, this is still a docu-series in some form that they just happen to live their their lives on camera. But when you find out that they're DMing with Instagram accounts and being very strategic, it takes away the joy of the experience of watching someone else's life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing that we must address is the fact that on Teddy Mellicamp's podcast with Tamara Judge, she revealed, Kate, and I think you may have heard this too, that the Force Fox 5 group chat has not been active since the reunion. And she is saying that Kyle and Lisa and Erica, they're pretty much are not on speaking terms right now. I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I was surprised they even were close at any point because it take away the television show, how much do they actually have in common? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. and I also think that it's pretty obvious to the audience that Lisa and Erica worked very hard to take the shiny ball away from Erica. Her legal problems are the shiny ball. Right. And after a season of that and the fact that Lisa does not really want to open up about personal things, they jumped on the opportunity to use this storyline with Kathy and Kyle and what happened with Kathy and Aspen as an, as an opportunity to get the, the, the stories that they don't want to tell and talk about out of the way. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. And I think Kyle realized in that moment that you women are responsible for where I'm at in my relationship with Kathy because Kyle, this, this is how I feel. I think Kyle was like, look, I know my sister Kathy can be a bitch. Totally. Do I believe Kathy is this martyr who's just, you know, very arrogant and says things? 100%. But in order for me to have a relationship with my sister, I have to pretend that she's a good sister, a good person to keep the peace. Because if I don't, Kathy Hilton, allegedly, is going to make my life a living hell. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot of people caught this, Kate. When Andy asked Kathy, are you going to go to Kyle's daughter's wedding? Mm-hmm. And Kathy pretty much was like, um, I, maybe. Or I forgot what she said exactly. Mm-hmm. She, That's pa- when it- she paused long enough that you know that she's either not planning to go or she wanted to ensure that Kyle knows I'm in a power position and I can take your nieces away from you. I, that is, 
the most painful thing anybody can do to Kyle is, is to for someone in that family to isolate her. I always find the layer of a family member extra interesting because you see Kyle as this most powerful person on that show, Force Multiplier, right? Then Correct. when you add in her sisters, she reverts to this child. I always feel like those three sisters are the following. The dictator is Kathy, the disaster is Kim, and the doormat is is Kyle. The dictator, the disaster, and the doormat. And hey! when those two sisters come back on screen with Kyle, she reverts back to the doormat. And everything that she's been on that show without them completely flips. And you see a totally different side of Kyle. And I think the audience intuitively who, ha- you know, you have nine siblings, you know what it's like when a sibling ices you out, treats you like, um, like a smaller version of the adult self that you are. Ladies and gentlemen, Kate Casey, <laughs> you should be a private detective and investigator because, baby, you hit the nail on the... Oh, my gosh. Kate just told us, Braindrops, that when Kyle is on the show without her sisters, she's arguably the leader, mm-hmm. the powerhouse. She controls the show. It's her show. She has this sense of confidence. She does. Because the ladies bow down to her. They respect her. Mm -hmm. But when Kathy and or Kim is with her, she reverts back to being the doormat. And it's funny because you're right. I have nine siblings. And one thing about having siblings is everyone plays a role. Right. When you are isolated from your family, especially as part of your siblings, It's a motherfucker, and it does a toll on your relationships with your other family members because people don't know whose um, side to choose. Correct. And I am getting chills right now because when I saw Kyle cry for two fucking hours Mm -hmm. on stage, walking to her dressing room, inside her dressing room, which, by the way, I love the fact that her hairstylist said, look, bitch, keep crying. I'm still going to do your hair and fix it. <laughs> Loved it. Um, I now realize Kaya was crying because my belief, what you just said too, Kate, she knows that this is not the end of Kathy Hilton's rap on Oh, her. no, 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 no. She's, this is, she has to pay for this for the rest of the year. And the worst part about it is so do her kids. And I'm I'm, oh. I'm looking at all those pictures of all the cousins, and I just have this hope that those kids are going to rise up and make these sisters come together. I don't know how possible it is, but the way that those sisters have control over their children, specifically Kathy, too. The fact that, uh, you know, Paris is like 41 years old now. Nikki's like 37. And that she could possibly have enough control over them to say, you cannot go to your cousin's wedding. Now, Farah, who's Kyle's daughter, was in Nikki's wedding. So imagine that your 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 aunt says to your cousin, no, I'm mad at your aunt, so you can't go to the wedding. That's a crazy amount of control. And I, I always feel like with all things, if you pay, like peel the layers back, you really have to go back to their mom. How much control did their mom, what was the precedent that she set in their family of origin that these two sisters, one is 63 years old and 
they still revert back to the people that they were living in their family home. It's wild. It's no, it's it's but super by the fascinating. Way, that's why the show is great because it's different than other franchises where you just see like on Salt Lake they go on a ski trip and it's like you're not my friend anymore. This is so much more layered and deep and painful and I think all audiences can relate to some aspect of that. Oh, absolutely. And it's the reason why the early days of Jersey Housewives was so totally. good because you had you had Dina and Caroline. And, and listen, I produced the first two seasons, and you're right. To see Dina and Caroline Manzo deal with their shit, then to see Teresa and Melissa, like, there is something about the dynamics of family because at the end of the day, these women as, as um, housewives, they're all disposable to each other. Yes. And they're only friends with each other for alliance. Look at what's happening this upcoming season of OC. All of a sudden, Shannon is friends with Tamara again. And, mm-hmm. and I heard that Emily and Gina are like kissing Tamara's ass. It's all about staying on the ship of the person Correct. who's the force multiplier. Yeah. But when it's family, it, it goes beyond the television show and it goes deeper than the TV show. And now that we know what's going to happen with Kyle feeling like, oh shit, my daughter is going to suffer through maybe her, her cousins not attending the wedding. We now know that Kathy Hilton said to reporters at TMZ that if Lisa Renna and Erica Jane are back next season, she is not returning to the show. Okay, the fascinating thing about this Housewives world is that everyone is expendable. Everybody. So it's like somebody who gets hired at your your place, your workplace, and they're like, not only am I going to be here for the rest of my life, I'm going to like run the company. And you're like, uh, HR is already talking about replacing you. It's like delusion beyond delusion. So um, I, I just think it's fascinating when someone's like, you have to get rid of them. And she's only a friend of, which is astounding that she would think that she has that much power. That said, Kyle needs to leave the show. Here <gasps> And here's why. Kate! Uh, uh, yeah, she calls my. Uh, she, she needs to leave the show, and here's why. Uh, I've already watched Buying Beverly Hills, which is the show that Mauricio has done on Netflix. I've already watched the season. This is what I can tell you. Kyle needs to leave Beverly Hills and just go beyond that show because it's a better representation of who she is and who she wants to be, which is her confident adult self. That show beautifully shows that she and Mauricio are really good parents. His two daughters work for him uh, at the agency. The show's great because it reflects the problems that uh, happen in like uh, a family business, how the parent can have a blind spot for one of the siblings who's not doing the best job at, at their job. I think you get a real window into why Kyle has worked so hard to create the family that she does have because the the sisters and her mother was so unstable. I think they have a really great family life. I think what she's accomplished on Housewives is enough. I don't think she can get anything out of it. I don't think having her sister on the show makes her feel secure in the show or in her life or in the world. She should leave, do the Netflix show, say goodbye to housewives. She, I think she's done what she's ha- had to do. Most of these housewives don't know when to walk away. True. You got to walk away like a Seinfeld. You got to walk away like Derek Jeter. You got to walk away when you're on top. And I think that this is the perfect time for her to leave and to do something different. Ooh, I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back 
after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. Okay, listen, I think you just broke my heart because <laughs> everyone knows I'm a huge Kyle Richards fan, but I got to ask you two more questions. Yeah. Is Kyle making appearances on this Netflix show? She In the first season, she's barely on it. And I think it would add so much value to that show if she, you clearly she can't be on the show because she was filming another show on another network. But yes. by leaving, I think she could be on that second season of Buying Beverly Hills more and it would add even more to an already good show. My second question, can the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills survive without Kyle Richards? I think every show can survive without someone. Come on now. You don't, there's not one person. People thought Atlanta couldn't survive without Nene. True. People think that New Jersey can't survive without Teresa. Let me tell you, my sister lives in New Jersey. There are a lot of crazy ass women that would be great for that show. I mean, Orange County, you could wipe them all out and I could, I could throw seven great women in. If the, show, if the show is relying on one person, the show should be called by the name of that person. She could leave and there could be extraordinary storytelling in Beverly Hills. Ooh, oh my God. Now, this is I will so also say... I interviewed Jay Edelson, who's the lawyer that sued Erica Jane, right? Erica and Tom. Yes. And I just interviewed him, and it's, I mean, there's just so much going on in that Girardi lawsuit. And I think that they, they, they were probably successful, Lisa and Erica, this season, in getting people to pay less attention into what Tom did and, and questioning how complicit she was. I think they were successful, unfortunately. And I think people need to go back and they need to really think about what Tom Girardi did at his law firm, what he's done to victims of the, the, you know, the clients that he had, what he did to dismantle the legal system in Los Angeles. I, I mean, it's quite astonishing. And, and unfortunately, I think that people paid less attention. So wait, so you did um, an exclusive interview on your podcast, Reality Life with KKC. Yes, I've I've had that lawyer on a couple times and I had him come back to tell me like an update on the Girardi case. Here are some things that I thought were interesting. He subpoenaed Bravo for, for footage. So that they, and they're combing through every single episode. And he does say, we're looking through every single episode and every frame. And we have plenty of ammunition in our suit against them in which they believe they have a very strong case. So they subpoenaed footage and I asked him, can you tell me anything about what you saw in that footage? And he said, a lot of it, I can't because it's, it's um, protected, right? But he said, what I can tell you is this, that when the cameras are off, meaning like she knows they're not filming, her demeanor completely changes, which I thought was interesting. Another thing he said was that she's always saying like that, you know, it was the end of their marriage and that she, she was intimating like she never speaks to him. I know that in the, in the reunion, she said, well, he calls me, but he's so out of it. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I do, I speak to him out of humanity is what she said. But what Jay tells me is that they have, records of her being at meetings at the firm and they have reason to believe and to prove that they have been in communication and he may have even been giving her legal advice. 
Now, look, I will say this. As a viewer of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we talked about how last season, when they were on the cast trip, and I believe they were at Kyle's um, vacation home, and one of the things that was so fascinating was the fact that Erica had a strong reaction when Garcelle revealed that her and Tom still talk. Yes. And there was something about that reaction that made me believe, hmm, it appears that you did not want that to come out. You were going off script at this time, and it could not affect your case. So the fact that all of this is going down is going to be interesting and... Before I let you go, we got to talk about the future of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because looking at what next season can be, are we going to hear more about the Giraldi case based on your conversation with the attorney? And do you think that Denise and Teddy Mellicamp or Brandy Glanville should come back to the show so that we can talk about something new outside of this case? I would say that their best bet is definitely to follow the lead of other shows and to bring somebody in from the past. I think Denise Richards and Brandy would absolutely be great. I don't know about Camille. I don't know if she fits fits in as well. She's kind of like too stale. Um, I don't, I don't think that if, well, in my opinion, Kyle shouldn't come back. And I think the only way Teddy works is if Kyle is on screen. Agreed. So I would say Brandy and Denise for the win. And I think it could be just as much magic. So name your cast for next season of Beverly Hills. Name yours and I'll name mine. Although I do think uh, what Lisa does need, need a break. Or maybe what they just do is just hold off on filming for a couple months. You know, just to like mm-hmm. air it out. I would say bring Kathy in as full time, but all, with the condition that you have Kim come as a friend. <sighs> and you have to, I want to see more of Kim versus Lisa after Lisa takes a little bit of a break, right? Um, I'd like to see Denise and Erica, and I would like to see Brandy because I feel like Brandy is the only person that will actually stand up to Erica. And then Sutton and Garcelle actually make you feel like these are two good friends and they I think they bring some humanity to the show. I agree. So would you get rid of Crystal? Oh maybe. Yeah I would. But I mean I really like her and I think she's she's fun to watch and I like the personal story. And I think that the fact that she's brought attention to eating disorders, especially on uh, as part of a show where undoubtedly so many of these women have dysmorphia or eating disorders, I think that's an, a really important conversation to have. Um, I don't know. Why can't you have a show where you have like four leads and then a bunch of friends? I mean, it, no, I know. It, it might be able to work. No, and, and and listen, to answer my own question, <laughs> I actually agree with your your dream cast for next season. So Alex Baskin, <laughs> Evolution, <laughs> Doug, listen to Kate Casey and Carlos King. We believe your cast for next season should be. So we want Kyle to go on the Netflix show so she mm-hmm. can, you know, be happy and not deal with the other shit. We want Brandy, <laughs> Denise, Lisa. Erica, Garcelle, Sutton, Kim Richards as a friend to the show, and Big Kathy as full-time. Yes. 
All right. We just did y'all a favor. So, Kate, I can talk to you all, all day, day long. long. I know. But you are going to talk to me tomorrow, so that's fine. I am. I <laughs> am. I am. I am. No, I can't wait. So, Kate, let the raindrops know where they can follow you, find you, and support your amazing podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, Reality Life with Kate Casey, everywhere where you listen to podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Kate Casey, Instagram at Kate Casey CA, and TikTok at um, it's Kate Casey. And make sure you listen to my episode with the attorney, Jay Edelson, who talks about the Girardi case. And then also Friday, tomorrow episode is about the Hulu documentary, God Forbid, the scandal with Jerry Falwell Jr., which is the most insane story. It's about the pool boy who had an affair with Jerry Falwell's wife and how the whole family crumbled. It's amazing. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag RealityWithTheKing. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley Brown. We are also produced by Lashik Lotus Lee and Brandon Nix. Engineering and music by Marcus Hum. More sauce.